0: Hello. What's up? Rich Ryan here bringing you another Torque Talk. This time we got some race recaps. We are talking about the U.S. National Series in quote-unquote Asheville. And we had some awesome performances there. And we have Annie Duby here to talk about her second-place finish. We have Logan Broadbent talking about his seventh-place finish. And Nick Riker talking about his triumphant return in a 13th-place finish in the U.S. National Series race over there in North Carolina. So really happy with the results Think we get a lot of benefit out of these race recaps. Let's just get into it. Let's just do it. All right. Annie Duby, what's going on?
1: Hey Rich, doing well? How are you? <laughs>
0: Good. Yeah, thanks for joining me again. This is uh your second second place, or your second second place recap that we're doing. This time, it was th- uh the closest race that I, I could even have thought <laughs> it could have been. Because last time we talked. I even asked you a question like, did it feel like there was two races? Like, did you feel like you were leading the second race that Lindsay was in her own and, and it was just you leading the rest. This time was not like that. Not, not it one bit at all. It was very exciting. <laughs> how are you, how are you feeling just in like about all, all <laughs> how are you feeling about all of it? Like just that finish, like, and what that kind of like, how, how is that sinking in for you?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a lot to to like think about because there's definitely a part of me that um is kind is still kind of like in disbelief and also just like making excuses like I'm like, oh, Lindsay wasn't like having a great obstacle day like there's no way I would like it, there's no way it would have been that close had um had she not failed stuff, you know, like there's like that part of me um which I think, I think it's, I think I'm going to feel that way for a while until, until like, I feel like it's happening enough that I, I deserve to be up there. um, If that makes sense. But then there's the other part of me. That's like, I don't know. I think I went into that race with the intention of like sticking with her and doing my best to like, even if I blew up in the end, like, trying my best to go into that race without the mentality of like, okay, Lindsay's gonna be ahead and then it will be the rest of us racing. Hmm. I didn't want to go in with it with that mentality for once. so um, I think that that really changed the game for me and then and then it helped that she like had a few slip ups and it really gave me an opportunity to like surge ahead.
0: Cause the the slip up part, I mean, that's just part of the race, right? Like yeah. you can, everybody can come out of those the races with that excuse, like oh, I missed X Y Z. But it's like that's still the race.
1: That's true. You know? Like it's obstacle racing. It's, it's obstacle racing. A running race. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: like oh, I would have yeah. won the ten k if it was only eight k. It's like well, it was ten yeah. k. So like, but I get what you're saying, right? Like those are two big mistakes. But you are like very skilled at getting through the obstacles, and you're rewarded for that by like getting right. through it and being where you were. So the mentality going into it, you, it sounds like you, no matter what was happening, you were going to, to, to engage in a race with yeah. her or with, with anyone necessarily. Um, because, uh oh crap, Emma, Emma went out crazy. <laughs> that, like she went yeah. out, like, do, do you think you could have even gone out with her if you were like, I'm going to engage no. with this? I don't know. No. Could could anybody have? Do you think Lindsay could have engaged with something like that?
1: Uh, I don't think so. To be honest, I, I think I the think only so. people who could keep up with Emma would be like Nicole or Becca Hammond. Um, she was like my first mile was like I don't know five fifty something. Oh wow! Um, with like a few over walls, inverted wall, a water crossing, like it was very fast for me Um, and she was way ahead like almost out of sight like my first the first mile or two i was kind of just like almost in a panic and like a state of panic because it became the point where like i could barely see her anymore like she would turn a corner and i was like okay i'm almost gone and like i knew that there was probably a chance that she would fail some stuff. Um, but at the same time, she's super strong. She climbs, she's been working on obstacles. So I knew that there was a good chance she would run clean. Um, and that she would just take the race. Like, like none of us could hang on to her. So I was happy for her, but also like in the state of panic where I was like, okay, now I'm in this like second group. And there was kind of a pack of us for a while. And, um, I wasn't totally sure what was going to happen, especially when we got to the first obstacle or the first real obstacle, Twister. And I jumped up there and like felt how slick and slimy it was. And Mm. that also sent like a panic through me like, okay, I'm not used to this. I need to be super conservative and not mess anything up. Um, So...
0: So in that in that chase pack though, it seemed like you were the one that was the most assertive in it. It seems like you kind of took the reins yeah. and 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 moved toward the front. Was and, and it wasn't like because it it can seem sometimes in these races that the the pack kind of waits around for the expected person to to like Lindsay would be the example right like wait around for Lindsay like Emma's an unknown she, and like no one could do anything with that anyway. So I wouldn't have been surprised if that race then turned into like the second race being Lindsay taking it and inserting and, and and her leading that chase. Mm -hmm. Did you make a decision in, in the chase pack to be like, I'm going to move to the front or did you just naturally kind of find yourself there to, to lead that pack?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I made the best effort I could to be in the front. Um, I knew like, I kind of know how Lindsay races. I know that she, never goes out too hot I know that she's super strong come the finish so which was made really clear in this race um (laughs) so I wasn't gonna like I wasn't gonna lay off the gas just to be like okay let me let someone else take control and follow suit um that did end up happening once she caught me but until that happened I think I was more in the mindset of like just chase Emma, like just mm. do go as fast as I can and try not to lose sight of her. Um, and whoever wants to stay on my heels. Okay. That's fine. We'll work together, I guess. Um,
0: yeah. And and, and that's, that's a smart move, right? Cause I think if, I mean, and we knew a little bit about Emma, like you, you're familiar with her obviously being on the dream team mm-hmm. and everything. So it's like, you knew that she was for real. Cause if she came <laughs> out of nowhere, people have been like, we don't need to worry right. about this person at all. So it, felt, it seems it sounds like you were still racing her, even yeah. though she was still out in front, as opposed to racing the pack, which 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 Lindsay might have been doing, right? She right. may have been racing the pack as opposed to racing the whole the whole race. Right. Um. So things all it seems like everybody was kind of making it through everything until about Olympus. Um yep. how, And so you you were one of like the I mean, how many women made it through Olympus? Is
1: it like two um, or three? I would say more than that. I don't, know. Really, I don't know. I'm not sure because the thing about Olympus was it was like a, a quick penalty loop. Mm-hmm. So I'm not even totally sure who made it through and who was just like, like, I think some people might've been super slow on it. Like, I don't think Emma failed Olympus.
0: I don't um, think she did either.
1: But I caught her on Olympus because she was going slowly through it. Um, so that was like a chance for me to gain ground on just like that one obstacle. Um, I think I,
0: I think only you and Ashley Heller ran clean races at least in that top 5 to like 7 range. I'm not sure. Yeah, it was
1: it's crazy. Yeah.
0: And I think most, most people
1: th- failed um like monkey bars or beater were I think like they the all failed Olympus. Two.
0: I think, and maybe I think, olympus but yeah, olympus
1: like, like if you don't have to do burpees it's it's easy to come back from
0: if it was just that small penalty loop because olympus can take time i think they showed uh oh, i'm having a bad a bad time with uh names today natalie Nat- they showed natalie there was a clip of her on uh instagram oh, doing it it seemed like it was yeah, taking yeah, her yeah. minutes <laughs> she would almost been yeah. better off just like skipping it
1: just natalie like, had a rough day because she failed i want to say Two or three obstacles right as she was going for the bell. Like
0: Oh jeez.
1: Like it was yeah, it would have been way way better had she just like fallen off right away and done the penalty loop. But to like get through the obstacle like a minute or so into it. And she then, was fighting so yeah.
0: hard. And real quick, just a quick aside, I saw uh, you were repping on Sunday, their sons <laughs> what is it called? Save the it sharks. Is
1: or- the run for sharks. Campaign Um runforsharks.com is
0: the website. Yeah, <laughs> and so I'm not completely sure of all the details, but uh, Mark and Natalie's oldest son—he's a good runner. He looks great yes. when he runs. He looks like he's really fast. He's already he's,
1: like racing and stuff. He's, yeah, he's fast. Yeah, and he's
0: obsessed with marine life, sharks in particular. And did this huge fundraiser last year and ran a certain amount of miles,
1: right, to yep. uh,
0: raise a certain amount miles of money for the uh,
1: month of August.
0: Yeah, yeah. So he's doing it again. as sharks. Yeah in in honor of shark week shark month
1: yeah
0: pretty cool um so after olympus you and emma are off next to each other and is it just is she just gone again this are you able to hang with her after that or, or does she get back into that brush again and start just kind of
1: yeah it was away I mean she made a lot of ground on me very quickly, but then again, back on that like super part of like the back part of the um of that course, uh, there were a lot of grip obstacles, so it would be like she would gain ground on me and then we'd hit another obstacle, like box or beater, and I'd mm-hmm. catch her, and mm-hmm. then it would be like repeat, repeat um until at one point she was doing burpees and i just
0: passed her so yeah i think that was the beater what i think was the last time you would have seen beater her
1: might have been yeah so I don't yeah think I've we have like an... box and under, yeah. i think in between mm-hmm. that
0: yes 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 and yeah. uh i don't think we've seen anybody fail an obstacle the way that she did but she jumped up and hung there and then came back down to the stool which i yeah. guess is a failure i don't it's
1: know technically yeah you can't I mean, she went on the obstacle and then off of it, so: yeah,
0: her, both her feet were off the ground, yeah, yeah. It, it, it technically is a fail, but that's just it was like
1: an innocent mistake.
0: <laughs> and, and there's it's a million mistakes. ways to make mistakes, especially <laughs> in your first ever yep. Spartan race. so True. that just kind of happened that way. So after that, um, it's you and Lindsay then, right? because Lindsay yep. is back in the mix with you guys together. Are you guys running together at this point? Is there anybody, or what's the what's the racing tactic kind of feeling like?
1: Yeah, um, I was ahead of Lindsay until there's, like, I think the, the biggest downhill um, of the race, from what I remember, was right in there somewhere. I want to say it was af- after Beater, um, and it was very technical, like, steep downhill, and I could hear her. <laughs> I could hear her on my heels coming down that, but it was too narrow for her to pass. But then as soon as we went back into the uphill, she, she passed me and I kind of hung on to her until, um, until monkey bars when she failed. Yeah.
0: So when she's, so you must not have caught her missing Olympus, right? Or did you know she fell off Olympus?
1: No, she was behind me at that point. Yeah.
0: So at this point, it seems like you're so engaged in the front race of Emma. Are you, is she even in your thought? Or is it just be like, hey, here's this race right now. Let me stay present with this moment and not worry about what's going on behind
1: me? I assumed she was right behind me. I knew that there were like several girls right behind me. I knew Natalie was right right on my heels. I knew Casey was somewhere in that mix. I Mm -hmm. figured Alex was too. um, And I just figured they were all together. So I wasn't looking around. It was just like. I mean, at this point, I was still worried about the obstacles. So, like, getting through huh. stuff was, like, required full mental awareness and, like, concentration. Everything was slippery. And um, to me, it was weird. To me, Olympus actually felt easier in Asheville than it did in Utah. I'm not sure why. But everything hmm. else felt felt wet. Um And kind of just like, you have to be cautious, just not make a mistake.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It seemed that way. Cause when, when, so on monkey bars, so you're still, so you're engaged in that race then. Right. So Emma's basically out of your race at this point. Like, and then Lindsay falls off monkey bars and you guys are on the monkey bars at the same exact time, I think. And
1: then she
0: drops. So you must've seen her fall. Yep. Did yeah. you did did you notice that as you were going through, or were you so focused on oh, just yeah, doing I the monkey bars? It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> were, I knew this, were you I like knew
1: she fell? It was right she, before the bell too.
0: Well, I gotta hit the bell. That's yeah. the rules. Gotta hit the bell. Did when she fell, were you like this is a, this is great, or were you like holy crap, this is this these monkey bars must be really hard? Like, were you worried about failing, or were you like
1: this is a big um, opportunity here? So I think a big thing in Asheville was um, like, no ma- depending on what, what lane you were in or what side of the obstacle you were on, the conditions were very different. I think hmm. I, I do think that, I don't know. I want to say that like my grip strength really shined during this race, but I, I also think a lot of it was just choosing the right lane. Like for example, on Twister, I think I chose poorly um, because I think I struggled more than a lot of other people on that obstacle but on a lot of the others I made sure like coming up to it to really take a look at like which ones looked less um wet and um and then when I saw Lindsay she had started monkey bars when I got there I could see her I could see that she was um being super cautious and so I knew okay I mean, like shake out my arms and make sure I match and stuff. Don't just like try and go through this quickly. Like I tend to do. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that that, those extra few seconds probably paid off too.
0: Yeah. I, I, I was thinking like, I always forget that a whole race goes before you guys go. So there's definitely variability yeah. in, in the usage of the the obstacles themselves. So, um, yeah. You could you probably can't physically see what's going on on the on the
1: yeah like um, for example sometimes the the um like i want to say on beater i specifically chose one of the lanes that um wasn't like on the end like typically the women will go to the end where the higher stools are but i could tell that the middle looked drier so i chose like one of the middle ones right um Hmm. So yeah, you kind of have to be aware when it's the, these like East Coast dewy conditions. Like, really the, look at that bar and see like, does it look sketchy? Um,
0: yeah, t- just taking that time. I mean, it's gonna save yeah. you. It's gonna save it a lot, even yeah. if you're struggling or if you're if you miss for sure. Um, so you get through it. What do you What are you thinking at this point?
1: I am thinking holy crap <laughs> <was a> lead. <laughs> and i only took like a minute to like focus on that and then it was just like keep going because mm. i know that Lindsay's fast at burpees i know that she can close a race like no matter what um so i was just like keep moving and try and make up as much ground as you can um, unfortunately like right from monkey bars you go into the sandbag like there's pretty much no running in between and I struggled a lot on the carries in in Nashville it was certainly like the lowest point of the race for me just and specifically the bucket but the sandbag too like it was very very steep and technical not long but just like a very sharp downhill on like really wet um leaves and branches and like you kind of have to like catch yourself on some trees to avoid like slipping Hmm. um so it didn't feel like i could move the way i wanted to move i was kind of just like getting through it and then same thing with the bucket the bucket felt incredibly heavy like heavier than what we're used to in the past few races um, and then the plastic on the bucket was so slimy that even when I felt like I could be running, um, I felt like if I picked up the pace too much, the bucket kept falling, like slipping mm. down my back and I was stupid and didn't bring gloves on Saturday, which I realized are are hugely useful on the, on the carry specifically. So that was a learning, a learning experience for me, but yeah, I felt like on that carry, she, she probably made up a lot more ground than I would have liked.
0: I didn't look at the Strava segments, which I should have. Did you get a chance to look at those?
1: Um, I don't think I saw what the bucket was. I looked at yeah. some of the others, but.
0: Yeah, I'm interested to see that. It, cause was that the consensus? Was it just like everyone's bucket was heavy?
1: I think so. I mean, um, I remember Hammond saying that like the women's, buckets were the same as the men so
0: wow really they
1: yeah and plus i think that just them being wet also adds more weight than you would think like whatever's in there is also wet so Mm -hmm. um but it definitely felt like it felt like a full bucket not like sometimes it's like halfway or less like this felt like a full bucket to me
0: Um, yeah because if it that is a shame because if it wasn't if you had, if it was more running right after it would just, you know, the time and the distance would have been the same, but the ability to get out of sight. Yeah. Would have been great.
1: That would have been huge for me mentally, like to be able to like get at least to a different section of the course, because even from the bucket carry, like you can still see the monkey bars. So it's Mm -hmm. like the same vicinity. Um, So by the time I was making my turn around the bucket, I could see, like, a dozen girls doing burpees. I was like, oh, oh wow. man, <laughs> that is carnage, Jeez. And so, um, I like, in a sense, it was like, um, like, it gave me a little bit more confidence to know there was a ton of people failing stuff. Because up until that point, I didn't realize that everyone had been failing multiple obstacles. Like, I was in my own race. Mm -hmm. um so seeing that i was pretty shocked to be honest
0: and when you put that bucket down then were you feeling energized or were you feeling kind of beat or how was was the running after that
1: i was feeling like trash after that it was um and unfortunately like that's the thing about this course was like coming off the bucket is probably some of the best running of the entire race it's like it's through this field that has tall grass and it's kind of like a gradual climb, um, which to me would be ideal. Like that's where I would probably surge normally in a race, but I felt so beat after the bucket that I was moving way slower than I wanted to. And from that section, you go right into the big steep climb. Um, which I I do think that I worked that climb pretty well, but it's not, long enough to make like a ton of ground on anyone.
0: And so you're just kind of <laughs> doing what you can in the moment then, right? You're just kind of sur- like handling what you what you physically felt like. And that yeah. was it. That's all. That's all you're really worried about.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so does that come back around or, and is it just pushing full steam ahead or, or is that, is that basically where you're at? What's the next part of the course then?
1: So the next part is you get to the top of the hill and you start the final gauntlet, which is mm-hmm. over a mile. It's, you know, it's Atlas carry into um, uh, barbed wire and rolling mud and dunk wall, and then the A-frame and vert car. Oh, and Z wall. I skipped after dunk wall. So coming into Atlas. Also, before that, I think was the rope climb. I missed that. But Mm -hmm.
0: rope um, climb looked good. Got the the rope climb
1: looked good. That was in the middle of the climb. So that was before you get to the gauntlet. So then you still have some more running to do. Um, But yeah, coming into Atlas, it gave me a little bit of um, like a boost that I needed because you get to the top of that hill and suddenly there's a ton of people, which Mm -hmm. like you hadn't seen the entire race. The entire race, the only people I saw were the rabbits um, and, like, a cameraman. So coming to the top of that hill and seeing, like, tons of people yelling and yelling at me specifically, okay, we haven't seen Lindsay yet. Like, And then moving on past that obstacle and hearing, okay, she's about, like, 30, 40 seconds behind you. Then I finally, like, knew what was happening. Um, So that was huge to just, like, have – communication going on like what, where the right race was, where she was and knowing I had to really push if I wanted to keep that lead.
0: How are you typically in these scenarios? Have you have been ex- had enough experience in leading a race at this point to know how things typically play out or how you typically feel when you're, when you're leading by, yeah, when they say 30 seconds, does that make you feel good or bad or like... How do you how do you handle that?
1: I mean, hearing like 30 seconds is not good when you know it's Lindsay mm-hmm. um, behind you because yeah. that's terrifying. And the rest of the race, I mean, I had already been running scared at that point, but then I was really scared <laughs> because I feel confident. So here's the thing is like I feel really, really confident in my obstacles for the most part. But the obstacles that I tend to struggle on the most sadly are like the easy obstacles like um like I always feel like I'm super slow on the cargo nets and um sometimes barbed wire I think I've I've gotten a lot better at that recently but the ones that aren't failable but they're just like um, annoying yeah annoying and like slow they you down. Take time yeah exactly yeah. so And Lindsay has done them a million times. She can do them in her sleep. So like going through that gauntlet, also knowing that the spear is still ahead of us and all of these just like annoying obstacles had me scared. (laughs) I was was pushing as hard as I could through everything. I was just like, yeah, barreling through it.
0: (laughs) In in retrospect, do you think that that feeling scared, like that energy, that is like inserted into you to help you push harder was like a net positive or do you think that like trying to push harder on something like a frame cargo where like you know you'll gain what i don't know a second by based on effort you know like do you do you think it was a positive or negative having that feeling would you rather been relaxed what do you think
1: i mean of course had it been like a minute late or more i think i would have Probably felt a lot better and not been <laughs> quite as terrified.
0: I don't know. With the with time, the spear still there, it's still like yeah, crap. That's true. Like still gotta go.
1: And spear had burpees, not penalty loops, So like mm-hmm. that was definitely stressing me out. But um but I think knowing that she was closing in also gave definitely like it lights like it lights a fire under you to be like, Okay, I need to go. Like there is no messing around, there's no time to waste. Um the only thing the only thing that I had to kind of be cautious on was Z-wall because that was right after mm-hmm. dunk wall. your hands are wet, the obstacle is muddy. Um, so it's not worth it to like be too risky on that and potentially fail like some people did. So that was the only thing I was like, okay, take this take this cautiously, get your heart rate down and then just go. like no time to waste.
0: And it seemed like you went through it pretty well, even if it was cautious. Even if you, you f- felt like it was cautious, it seemed like you got through it pretty pretty quick either way. Yeah. yeah. That's just a good obstacle for you. Yeah. Um, And then spear yeah. time, right? Yeah. <laughs> so like wh- – and you nailed the spear in Utah – which was huge. Right. And that was a big part of that race. Like that really helped propel you to get yourself back into second place was hitting that spear. So it worked in your favor that time, but that was the first time I hit it all year. So (laughs) this is like you have positive momentum. What were you thinking going into it?
1: Um, I was thinking I don't have time to waste, so just go throw it and hope for the best. Like I didn't, it was the the way they had it set up was like a little bit unique. It was they had the spears tied onto these like big Sicilian uh cement like cylinder things.
0: I saw that they were like at your shins, only like yeah. shin high, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I like first went to the gate and like I was like, "Wait, where's the spear?" and, and so I kind of fumbled for a minute, but I the good thing is like I had gone on my warm up, picked out I I was like, "I'm just going to choose the first one. It looks fine." And so I never, like, questioned which one I was going to go go to. I just fumbled a little bit, like, reeling it in. Um, But then as soon as I had it ready, it was just, like, throw it. And luckily, I would also say in this race, especially coming off Utah, where the spear, I find to be, I find that spear in that race to be, like, the most stressful spear throw of, like, all the races. Yeah, it's, like. It's, like, set up super funky, like, on the side of a hill. The mm-hmm. footing is horrible. Um, the spears are all, like, crooked. Like, the foams are crooked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I also think it's, like, farther or it's uphill or something. So it requires a lot more concentration at that venue. Here it was, like, really low-key. It was, like, flat. The foam looked pretty good. It looked pretty close. Um so I wasn't as stressed about it um just knowing hmm. that like I don't think it was going to be as like I think it'd be more forgiving in this race which it it was I think.
0: It seemed like a mo it seems like a lot of people were hitting their spears it didn't yeah. seem it to be um and you hit it both days and it looks like the way that you hit it was almost in the same spot both days looks like your release kind of it was coming high
1: too high yeah.
0: Yeah is that have you been practicing going high or is that just something that happened in this race because it um, was of-
1: I don't know. I think, so a few days before I flew out, um, I went to this woman's um, obstacle gym in California with Mark and Natalie, and we had been practicing on this. um, Like, she has, like, a hay barrel, like, the old school spear style, Mm -hmm. and it's super far. Like, I would say it's probably twice the distance. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think I had been practicing, like, really chucking it, hard and so this one to me it was just like almost awkwardly close the target so i think i just threw it <laughs> funny <laughs> if
0: you launched it over <laughs> yeah the-
1: I, was like, I was trying to like send that spear like way further than it needed to go <laughs> it
0: worked just yeah. that, that that might be the that might be the method honestly yeah.
1: that's part of that what i've learned trying to get my spear down though is that like the harder you throw it tends it tends to be better like for some reason i think chucking it isn't actually a horrible uh way of doing it
0: (laughs) yeah good yeah i mean you've been practicing a lot so it's a matter there's little nuances to things like that and you can figure out little like release points and and things like that so maybe i wasn't throwing it hard enough just a little bit harder maybe it'll just cut through the air a little bit easier i mean
1: if you see the men throw it like they are like really like throwing it like a dart um with like full power and then you watch the women a lot of the women throw it and it looks like they're just like oh Mm. like (laughs) goes in like so mark uh,
0: (laughs) mark dead almost crow hops he like runs into
1: it yeah (laughs) he like really
0: (laughs) throws the thing um and it works it works Yeah. yeah it's like less margin for error maybe I don't know. Just, throw the, just keep throwing it hard. Yeah. So you get in this beer before Lindsay. You get out of this beer before Lindsay. It's, it's Helix again, which which is like another last obstacle. again. people racing through Helix. So you guys get on almost at the same time, right? You get on it before her. I think her. so. It yeah. was
1: really close. I think we got off of it at the exact same time. Like it was, oh, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got off it ahead of her because you were because the way it kind of wound you're like, right i did
1: get i'm thinking of sunday you're right i did get off the ahead of her
0: you were ahead of her a little bit because when you went through the like whatever the stables or it, like kind of zig zigging zagging yeah. through um you were ahead of her for a while there
1: yeah
0: um until it kind of opened up into that straightaway. you mentioned to Magida that you thought that the finish was much closer yes S- so were you still like I'm, I'm winning this race. I'm off of this thing first. Like it's right there. And typically in Spartan races, the last obstacle is like 10 feet before the finish. Right.
1: Right. I've never seen a finish like this. As I like, I am, I will never do this again where I just show up at a venue and like assume the finish is where the final obstacle is because, I guess it's not always that way i just it's always it that way this is the and first time so, i've
0: never seen it like this.
1: yeah it was almost like a like a couple blind turns too mm-hmm. where like you come off helix you make a really sharp 90 degree turn um and then you're like in the parking lot and then like you make another turn into the like equestrian place um and so you don't even know where the finish is like it's like i was like Oh my god! I thought it was here. Like it could be like another mile. I'm like thinking in my head, like, is there more of this race that I just like forgot about? Um, so then the, those like bad thoughts came into my head. That and you thought there was more
0: obstacles and stuff, or like I
1: thought I didn't know what to think. I I, th- <laughs> I was just like I thought this race was over, and now it's not. And that is like the worst place you can go mentally when like you're fully depleted and you think you're at the finish, like. Yeah.
0: yeah there's no thinking yeah Bra- brain isn't working at that point no um and, and then it's just that long straightaway. it seemed really long. really
1: right? long i would yeah. say it was like yeah probably at least 600 800 meters or something like that I felt like I <sighs>
0: wow that, that'd, that'd be inc- maybe I've,
1: not but i, <laughs> I l- kind like
0: of <laughs> i like that Idea for a finish. I think it would lend itself to more compelling finishes, like the way you and Lindsay were neck and neck and, and pulling into the finish was like that's amazing. And being able to have yeah. like a literal kick as opposed yeah. to like a frame cargo that we were talking about before. It's just, like two people kind of fumbling their way over. Like you don't really know who's going faster until they come off of it, and then like they're they sprint for ten meters and that's that. Mm-hmm. Like having it be like two hundred meters or something where you can actually run and and. Get after it and that last little bit and really empty the tank um i think it's a cool little wrinkle that they had
1: i agree i could not, i mean had i known about it i think it would have probably gone a lot differently i think i just wasn't mentally prepared for that right um, but i love it like i think i think more at least in the big races i think should be like that because we rarely get like a photo finish in ocr just because the way our courses typically are with like a dunk wall at the end or something. But I love it. Like I think I think it makes for a really exciting race, especially at a venue that's spectator friendly like this one. There were so many people um at the end. And it was really fun. Especially, yeah, I think for those watching.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, it must have been amazing. I was watching like the ORM coverage of it and like they couldn't figure out the camera work and like they didn't have the finish
1: oh yes like, in, in
0: real time i was like i was like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god what's happening i, I had to check Athlinks to see what, what happened to win to the winner of the race it took so long yeah so.
1: you hear them like commenting and they're like wait wait who won who won the yeah. race
0: could you tell us who won does anyone know who won i oh, was like jesus I, <laughs> I was like i'm no, going i'm going back to bed um <laughs> So, but yeah, like you get that finish and, and like, you definitely look like you spent everything yeah. are is your first and like getting second place again. Um, last time in Utah, it was like this holy shit kind of moment. It was like, wow, I can't believe like, yeah. this is like, not that you shouldn't have been there, but like that it actually happened. Something that hasn't happened before this time again, finishing second, but in a, in a much different race, did it, Does it, did it feel different or did it kind of feel the same in, in like the way you responded after the race or how did you feel like right when it was Um, done?
1: It wasn't the same feeling. It was like, I think it, it was almost like a delayed reaction. Like later on in the day, I felt like this like disbelief of what had just happened. But Hmm. in the moment I was so spent and i had put everything out there that like i just didn't have the energy to like have an emotion i was just i just wanted to be done (laughs) i was like i i couldn't like it's disappointing now looking back on it and saying and like thinking in my head did i was there like maybe a little bit more i could have given in that finish um like i feel like there's always a little bit more and so it's it's annoying to think about that, but at the same time, in that moment, when I crossed that finish line, I was just so happy with myself, because I think I I had truly laid it all out there, and I mm-hmm. think that showed in, like, how can you be mad at yourself if you give that kind of effort? Like, I gave everything I could on that day, and, like, it, it earned me a second place behind Lindsay by five seconds. Like, can I really be mad about it like it's right i think that would be a little bit harsh so um
0: and in retrospect it's 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 easy to think that you could summon a feeling when you're not feeling that feeling like it's just it's just not realistic right it's 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 def i've done it a million times right it's like oh if i was there like do that again i would just push a little bit harder but it's like when you're in it you're like it doesn't quite work that way you can't just Muster it um, with all those like warning signals and all the fatigue and everything barreling down you. Um, right. But yeah, that makes sense that the feeling would have been different, and then like the the sense of pride maybe coming through later on. Um, because yeah, I, even though the outcome was the same, like the the accomplishment seemed a little bit different.
1: Yeah, and. Yeah, it was also just different in the fact that this entire race, I, I mean, for, for most of the back half of that race, I was leading and like, I was feeling pretty good. Like I was feeling, I think the first couple miles of the race were rough. I was very like panicked and it took me a while to like get in the groove because of just the terrain and the wet obstacles and like feeling like we were going way too fast. Um, but then once I kind of got in the rhythm of everything, it it felt like I was I was in control of that race. So finishing where I did, it wasn't as shocking to me. Like Utah, I was just in total disbelief that I even finished the race. Um, <laughs> like yeah. I didn't I thought it was gonna go down at some point that day. So this one, it wasn't as shocking to me, but it was, I guess in how it ended, it was pretty shocking. Um, so
0: yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. The circumstances were certainly different. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's just seems to be like where you belong <laughs> right now, like in the, the entire race was kind of like that, right. It didn't necessarily like, like you, you, asserted yourself early, uh, and like you put yourself in the best place possible and like where you thought you should be. And that's where, where you did uh, and ultimately end up belonging. So yeah. Yeah. Freaking awesome. It was so cool. Thanks. It was really fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was so pumped for it. Um, so what are you thinking next?
1: Uh, I'm going to West Virginia now. <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. Yeah.
0: What was the, uh, like, what, what do you think?
1: Um, it's funny. Like, going into this weekend, or this past weekend, like, I had the thought of, oh, if I get a podium or like even top five, I think I was, I was, gonna be pretty happy with
3: Mm -hmm.
1: um and I thought I thought okay if I do well in this race then I'll probably skip West Virginia um and just count that out for the series and then hope hopefully Big Bear will go well and I can also drop Jacksonville where I was sixth um but now (laughs) it's funny because like I almost outperformed what I thought I would and And now I'm thinking I have to go to West Virginia because um, I don't know. I feel like at this point, I want to just see how well I can do. And especially like in the points, because um, there's like a little bit of an opportunity for me to maybe like get first or second in the series. And so I feel like it'd be, uh, I might regret not at least going for it
0: (laughs) and it's the it's going to be a similar race right like the course is going to be similar maybe with more climbs and a little bit longer which might suit you better even and yeah so it has to be uh, like got to give you confidence coming out of Asheville for something like West Virginia and you're right like playing that points game uh you're you're in a great spot but it's funny like now looking back like that Jacksonville felt like that race was good yeah, that, that race was a good race. Now you're like, ugh, I just got to drop that race now. <laughs> but, but also like you can displace other people, right? Like if you go right. and like get people down even further, you just add another point count into it. Like by asserting yourself into there, even if like you end up dropping, even if you go to West Virginia and you, you, you do better in Big Bear than you do West Virginia and like West Virginia doesn't even account. Right. Right. You could still potentially displace someone else below you um and those top four spots are really heavily weighted right so you gotta keep people out of those top four that aren't you yeah you know
1: well that's out of my control but i can i can just do what i can and hope to hope to do well
0: yeah and yeah like yeah no reason why you wouldn't um cool well again awesome awesome job really excited for you Got a couple, of, a couple of weeks to, to chill and and recover and get ready for that. West Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Do it. So make sure to link to your socials and all that, but that'll be it for us.
1: All right. Thanks, Rich.
0: <laughs> hey, Logan. How are you?
3: Hey, hey, I'm doing well. How are you?
0: I'm great. Thanks for, thanks for joining me today. I'm excited to kind of chat about the, the race and some of the details in and out. Um, do you have you ever watched? Did you watch um The Simpsons or do
3: you watch Simpsons? It's still yeah. Like- I I have watched The Simpsons, but not lately. Not me neither. To, not for a while.
0: My um, you post you posted a picture recently. Maybe it was on Torque that my buddies grabbed and like put it uh and like sent me it, and it was like, this dude looks just like you. And like the, in some race photos, we do kind of look alike. So my buddy said that you are the Shelbyville version of me, and I was like, okay.
3: Dude, that is a compliment if I've ever heard one. On both ends. Usually both I get like shots. a young I get like a young Matthew McConaughey mm. or something. So, you know, that's gotta be that's gotta be a good thing, right? I can see that. That 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 that, yeah. that goes. But being called like, you know, an equivalent Rich Ryan is is way better than a young Matthew McConaughey.
0: I, I mean some would say. Do you is that the main uh like doppelganger I, you get? Like- I get
3: Tom Holland. I get Tom Holland all the time. Tom Holland, who uh, played Spider-Man, right?
0: The in the new ones. The new ones. The new. Oh, ones.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He's a British British guy. Actually, I was his stunt double in a movie that he shot here in Cleveland.
0: No um, way. Are you serious?
3: Yeah. Beginning or the end of 2019.
0: Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know you had stuntman on the resume.
3: I I don't tell people about that one. It's um, not on.
0: It's not on LinkedIn.
3: No, it's my hidden. It's my hidden hidden talent. Yeah, I, I, I did stunt training for quite a while, and they were looking for somebody in Cleveland that looked like Tom Holland. And I was the guy, so that was pretty much it.
0: You must have been like, This must be out of a simulation. This is exactly what they want. And like, this is, I, I fit this mold perfect.
3: This is my shot. Like, this, this, is, is, my, this is my one chance. Are you like, in the movie? Blind. Yeah, it was a movie called Cherry. It's on Apple Plus. Check it out.
0: Ch- is it good? Did you watch it?
3: Uh, I don't have Apple Plus. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I think get my brothers to watch it or use his login or something.
0: We'll see. That's the problem. I use my uh, my Apple TV like free trial on a movie, and then I just I like I canceled it. And now I use my one time to do that, and. Um,
3: That's it, man. You might have to share your password with me later.
0: Um, I don't I don't have it. I had to cancel it. We'll have to find someone all collectively. Right.
3: I'll give you my brother's password when I get it from him.
0: Maybe we could stream and watch it together like this. That's
3: then we can share it with all of our listeners.
0: Yeah, that'd be great. Um, so you're here. You're fresh off of an eighth place finish at the Asheville Super uh, at seventh place. My bad, bro. I thought it was seventh. That seventh place finish at the Super in Asheville, the U.S. National Series. So that is your third finish of the race. So you have a score now. I've so got points. you got I'm points. Fifth. What place are you in, in, in a series after I'm fifth. I'm fifth
3: in the series right now, fifth in the series. Um, so how are you feeling after the race? You know, I feel, I feel pretty good. I mean, my body feels good. Uh, this wasn't necessarily a, a course or a race that really beat you up the way that a Utah will, or maybe a West Virginia, will see kind of the longer distance, uh, you know, bigger climbing races, uh, will do, but yeah, I feel good. Um, I feel like I ran pretty well. I'm not overly excited about my performance, um, but I'm also not super disappointed. So, um, just kind of a mediocre, maybe kind of where I belong, but I always feel like I belong in the top five, top, you know, top four, Uh, I think I, I, on on my best day, that's kind of where I should end up.
0: I was actually able to watch the footage that they put together today. And it looks like the way that kind of things shook out, right? Like there was a pack and then VJ stretched it. Well, well, Chris Mm -hmm. Brown took it out, VJ stretched it out. And then the pack kind of condensed behind them. And it was like second through seventh was that pack. Right. So, and you were right in that mix of those top guys who finished between Second and sixth. So it, it seems right. Like it could be, you could have finished and, and like second, third, and fourth were all right next to each other. Yeah. Right? So yeah, you could have been anywhere in that mix on any specific yeah. day. So it seems I mean, like you were right there.
3: It was me, Kempson, Atkins, Woods. Like we were all kind of together. And, you know, for the first half of the race, you know, we were just kind of bouncing back and forth between different places. Now they didn't have recordings. Uh, further back, like in the second, third mile of the race, you really didn't see us through there. So you didn't see how close we were all kind of packed together that entire time. Uh, It really didn't start spreading out until we came back down and hit the multi-rig, which was, you know, probably over halfway into the race, probably closer to mile four than it was, Hmm. you know, anywhere else. And that's where we started to spread out a little bit.
0: So you, uh, the race went out hot, right? It looked like it, it was, was fast, completely yeah. flat, like sort of downhill
3: right to start. Yeah, yeah definitely downhill. Uh We had, uh, so we had hurdles. We had uh a couple of the, you know, those, yeah, we had the hurdles. We had yeah, the open hurdles. walls. Right. We had the inverted wall, uh, all of that within the first mile. Uh, but even with those obstacles, the first mile was like a 515 or something. I heard that.
0: Yeah. It, yeah.
3: Is bla- it's moving like we're moving even even with the downhill if you throw in the obstacles it should kind of equal it out um it, it was a fast first mile for a super course which you know was you know six and a half miles or so
0: for any course really yeah. like yeah going like probably like you know five oh five five ten effort in right. the first mile of an obstacle race is like really kind of out there and cooking so did you have an idea of what your effort wanted to be, or were you just like, "I'm sticking my nose in this and I'm going no matter what"?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, I had the same mentality as some others. Like even Mark Adet and I talked about it before before the race, where. Like if everybody starts out fast, you really just you can't lose touch right with that group. You still got to be within sight, within contention. Uh, otherwise, you kind of end up getting dropped, even if you do have you know a stronger back half. So uh, I think the intention was to hang on to the lead pack, not necessarily lead. But be with that lead group within you know top five, six, seven or so, and uh, and hang on, and then make your move. You know, hopefully in the second half where where things kind of shake out.
0: Where you feeling pretty established in that? And like in like you're right, like especially with someone like you and Mark, yeah, like you have to be confident in your fitness, right? Like those guys yeah. going out hard, it's going to take the same toll on them as it would on you because no one's going to be that much more fit per right. se. So right. it's like if they go, I got to go. There's no reason not to.
3: Exactly. And honestly, moving that fast, uh, even through like the second mile, uh, I didn't feel zapped. Like I felt strong, felt confident, was breathing well, was running well, was, um, you know, actually, you know, feeling pretty good. As fast as it was looking at the splits, it still felt comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like we were overextending ourselves um, at that point. Surprisingly, uh, there was a river crossing pretty early in there, Um yeah, you know, which is kind of cool. You got cooled down quite a bit. It was early enough in the day that it wasn't super hot. So it probably started in the mid, I don't know, maybe mid seventies or so. Um, and then started climbing from there. But, uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, that speed, um, you know, it felt right. It felt right.
0: And that was even on like the flat parts that, and in, in the, uh, like Magita said during the live, uh, the coverage, not live coverage, post production, produced coverage like that you like the fast flat stuff and it's like that's not true
3: not 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 necessarily true but
0: and so but it went out hard and like and before you even got to any technical stuff were you thinking like oh i'm in a good spot here because when it gets technical and nasty like i'm gonna be in position to really make moves
3: yes yeah yeah absolutely and uh we didn't get a point in this race where it became like a single track really technical run where i tend to make up a lot of ground do really really well um even in the more technical sections you could still open up and there was space to run right so um but yeah i I did i felt that way um you know throughout i felt felt very comfortable
0: would you have liked to see a little bit more technical stuff in it
3: i would like to see more technical stuff yeah uh more you know trickier downhills you know more you know narrower Mm -hmm. you know spaces where you can um you know, with that balance and control, right, running downhill fast uh, would make a bigger difference. There was that spot uh, just after mile five, kind of going down through the woods um, before we made a really steep climb up to the Atlas Atlas carry. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but it was it was pretty short, right? It wasn't wasn't super long. And then there were some technical parts on the carries. Actually, during the heavy sandbag carry, mm-hmm. pretty steep decline steep up cl- incline but i really don't feel like people were making up or losing a lot of room on that because you can't run
0: in the that first like major climb it was like yeah a te- little bit of a technical descent but it seemed like it was a pretty steep up climb there were some people hiking yeah. and such it looked like you were trying to make moves around it were you, were you like it looks like you were kind of boxed behind i mean atkins wide body
3: yeah you know? yeah so, I mean, atkins he was just boxing me out he was like uh he was like a center or something there and i was uh yeah, you know, just trying to get around him. But no, I, I mean we were we were really kind of working together. And choosing a lane through there is kind of tough because right. you are looking down, right, for the most part, or you're trying to follow the person kind of ahead of you, hoping that they're choosing the right the right path. Um, I like to I like to choose my own path, you know, because I don't always trust that the person ahead of me uh, is choosing the best line. Um, but then if you have anybody ahead of you you don't always have the best line of sight to what's what's coming up next so you know i i think atkins and i were kind of working together at that point you know i felt good to be with him and near you know near those those guys um and you know again the other guys they were taking out strong but all of us were were still within you know we could all still see each other right there
0: mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of what it seemed like that no one was really making huge moves but It it seemed like just like small jockeying back and forth on the for a lot of that.
3: You'll see moves when you come up to obstacles because you want to get the best lane. You don't want to run an extra 20, 30, 40 feet um, because you have to choose the outside lane. Um, You know, like with Olympus and stuff like that, you want to get to the best spot. Um, So at that point, you can see where people are pushing up to the obstacle, you know, pushing hard coming off. Um, But yeah, in between, it was like everybody is just kind of like, all right. We'll just stick together nobody's making a big move this early and that was
0: kind of where olympus was right like after that climb you kind of came into yeah. olympus yeah after
3: the big climb it was around mile like two and a half or so i think that, that
0: how do you get how do you get through olympus because this seemed to be a problem on the on the female side of things like that seemed to really do some damage even like it seemed like these east coast races i mean you know they're just like humid and wet even if it's not raining it's still just like Hard, it's just slippery yes. and nasty. And yep. typically, uh, the field has a specific way to get through most of the obstacles. Like, people might have their own individual flair, but but you usually have your own way of doing it. Do, I do. Yeah. do, you Do Olympus in a known in a specific way, or do you just go yeah. knees, or how do you do it? I mean,
3: with Olympus, it's yeah, my knees are on the wall, I stay high, right? Because as soon as you because what you need to do is you need to. able to put yourself in position to get to the next hold i'm only using the holes on olympus typically and i'm doing like a big crossover and uh if you stay high up on the wall you have more mobility right to get over to the next hold and then you have to keep your momentum so if you stop and pause like take a rest it's gonna be a lot harder for you to get to that next hold if it's one of those crossover moves and you'll Um, sink
0: if you pause there you'll probably Yes, lower, yourself, you'll
3: start lower it a little bit as well. Yeah. So for me, it's stay high, go fast, use your momentum all the way through and, uh, and don't be afraid to bang up your knees because it's an inevitability at you this just, point.
0: You just kind of have to do it. Do, yeah. So are you like moving your, like when you come across, are you also moving your left, like your op your forward leg at the same time with the momentum or are you, pulling yourself over and like swinging your hips that then go
3: yes i'm swinging the hips through typically yeah so i'll reach over so i'll be leaning over then i'll Mm. swing through then back you know and then grab the next hold and the the trouble is you have to cross over on that because you're it's really hard to match in any of those holds oh yeah because they are so small so you do have to do this big reach across pull through and you know get efficient at doing that
0: yeah, I guess that's a good way to kind of get momentum in an obstacle that is almost it's pretty static. And a lot of times it ends up being very very mechanical to get through it and people right. just kind of end up muscling it. That's interesting. Is there a scenario
3: where you wouldn't do that? Um you know what? It's the problem is if there's any moisture, whether it's on your hands or on the wall itself best thing to do is use those holds right Mm -hmm. like you're always going to use those holds if it's bone dry i might do something different but if there's moisture like just use the holds don't trust the chains don't trust those crappy you know rock climbing holds that they put in there uh the slippery plastic ones um yeah i think it's the only option if there's humidity or wetness now if it's dry it's a whole different game if it's been baking in the sun you can probably use chains holds whatever but i really don't think people have trouble if uh if it's bone dry okay
0: that makes sense so like you you're more or less that's a strategy for like worst case no matter what exactly okay go,
3: yeah go holds go holes all day
0: how were the how were the carries for you
3: uh carries were pretty good actually um I don't know that I lost or gained a ton of time on the carries. What tr- what gave me an issue was herkoyz. That's where I lost contention with a lot of people, uh, and I went back and watched the video because I'm realizing these other guys are doing one pull and it's going so much further and longer than my pulls are. Even though I'm trying to be efficient, like climb back up the rope for the next big pull. Um, they're doing it in maybe three polls and it's taking me six, seven, eight, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and I picked a heavy bag, right? I mean, I, I didn't, you don't get to touch the bags before it. So you really don't know what you're up against. Um, so I lost precious, precious seconds. And that's where I really felt like I fell out of that top, you know, four or five people. Mm. Um, you know, and the rest of the time I really, after that, I eventually ended up in no man's land, right? Was Woods was pretty well ahead of me, right? And um, you know, I think it was Mark Alderd, who was behind me, but you know, it kind of you know created some space there. So um, yeah, so it was kind of a tough place to be toward the uh, the second third of the race or the third third of the race.
0: Were you worried about that, or is that a con- is that typically a concern? Because we saw no tire, so we're like. I Sweet. know, I no. know tire,
3: this one, no tire, especially when it's wet. Like mm-hmm. that, you know, I was, I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, I felt, I felt good about, you know, my carries actually on the second day during the sprint, I had the fastest carries of the day, uh, which is a good omen. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it sucks ending up like isolated yeah. and feeling like you're too far away from being able to climb back, but, if there's one thing you learn in the experience of OCR is that there's always a possibility, right, that you'll be able to make up make up ground or 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 you know, somebody can have trouble on a slip wall or on, you know, they slip off the Z wall or they miss their spear or something like that, and all of a sudden you're you're well ahead of them. But I knew that it would take that at that point for me to catch woods, right, given as far ahead as he was.
0: Yeah, I mean that's it's such a bummer. I mean that's and that's where we are in the sport, though. It's like if there's one, you don't even necessarily have to miss an obstacle. It just has to be like a little bit slower, and then all of a sudden you're in a different race.
3: Yeah,
1: you know,
0: it's just yeah, just a whole different thing. Shoot. Yeah, um, and that, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, you're you're good at carries. Like I think that it's not necessarily. Uh, uh, I mean, like your your strength for your size and like your ability to to run under load is really good, and like to to. Like you said, like it uh, be nimble and use the balance of things. You can run really well at the, For but sure. but the yeah, like something like a that, that a lot of times that does come down to just body weight. <laughs> body weight, yeah. <laughs> how, how much do you weigh?
3: I weigh uh, about one hundred and twenty eight pounds, maybe. Like, are you? maybe yeah. so it's. Not much, and my body weight isn't really helping me. I could probably hang on the rope and the bag's not going anywhere uh, did you get two voice. feet up
0: I saw you there was a video did you get two feet up there sometimes yeah I
3: jump two feet up there to to pull it back and down and uh even with that it's uh you know and I'm not very tall either, right so I'm not getting a huge big long pole uh like maybe some of the others uh the others are so I think this race it was a realization that hey, maybe that's something I need to. Be working on, or I need to focus on, um, figure out some more, you know, some better, more efficient way of of getting this bag up to the top and in four poles as opposed to seven. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because <sighs> that's the thing with this. When you look back, when you look back at this race, then right, because that that seemed to be the the place where basically that was the race on on your end. Right. Yeah. Can you you even look at it and be like, man, if I only just did this, like how could you even like, how do you feel you could improve on that? Like, what do you think you could have done different?
3: I don't know. Other than having a lighter bag or something, even that wouldn't have made that big a difference because the weight, the weight varies by maybe five, 10 pounds, right. Either direction. So, um, yeah, I mean, maybe just bigger, more powerful poles, like say myself a couple more seconds, um and you know being that much closer right to the next guy uh and then maybe i can push through and like find a way to to close that gap um but if you look at the way the guys ran i mean we saw you know mark had a great race mark batras right had a fantastic race chris brown had an amazing race you know these are guys that i've raced earlier in the year and you know chris was at ohio um, you know, we ran the beast together and I finished comfortably ahead, but he had yeah. ran maybe a hundred K or something pretty recently before that. Um, and, uh, uh, but those guys had, had awesome races, you know, they ended up, you know, toward the top, which is amazing to see. And they, they both definitely deserve that. But, uh, I feel like I can run with those guys if I'm, yeah. if I'm having my best day, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, when you beat them on and, multiple times in different venues sure. that, and, and even like ohio it's not it probably wasn't that much different than this venue right
3: no no no, no. yeah yeah. It, was, yeah it was it was very similar actually very similar
0: yeah so i mean that's I mean, it could have come down to to that between like a second place and a seventh place yeah really is what did you um what do you think you would have improved on the course like what do you think you would have rather have seen or was there anything you think you, you they could have done better with it or that you would like uh, to see
3: you know what? I loved, uh, you know, I liked a lot of what they had set up on this course. Um, you know, that first day, right. Saturday, um, definitely was tricky footing, like a lot of tall grass and a lot of kind of navigating, um, you know, through, uh, the obstacles were pretty well spread out in this one. They didn't group them all at the finish or, um, you know, what they did do is they put all the strength stuff together. So the Herquois, the sandbag carry, and the, um, uh, the bucket carry were all very close together. The bucket mm-hmm. carry was pretty long. Um, I think maybe with the sandbag carry, uh, it was, they had a very steep decline and then a very steep incline. And so there was no chance for anybody to really run through that portion, mm-hmm. right. Make up ground and stuff. So, uh, I think I can press everybody's time. So, I think it would have been better to do something a little bit different with that. Maybe have a longer portion of the heavy sandbag carry that would allow people to shake things up. Yeah. Um, But you know, still it it was, it was pretty cool. It was unique. Um, And then, uh, let's see, they did rolling thunder. They did, uh, they did two barbed wall. They did a barbed wire crawl followed by rolling mud to another barbed wall crawl, then to the dunk wall, which is kind of cool. They kind of split those up a little bit um and then they had z wall right after the dunk wall so you had dunk mm-hmm. wall to the slip wall which makes it tricky and then straight over to the z wall where your hands are still wet um and i think that uh that made a difference on the second day during the sprint but um also gave i think a lot of the females trouble you know on um, on the z wall
0: yeah yeah you did see alex walker she missed and she ended up in third still but she missed her yeah. her z wall yeah popped right off um So, with the barbed wire crawl, you like that it was split. Do you – you're good at it, but do you actually like it? Do you like the actual obstacle, or do you just like that time? It's
3: a silly obstacle, but I like that I can make up so much room on it. I mean, I fly through the barbed wire crawl. (laughs) I'm not trying to brag here, but, guys, I'm 5'5", and – I make that barbed wire crawl look like a, look like a hundred meter track. Okay.
0: <laughs> you should make a, a, a Strava segment on the barbed wire each time. Just so you have <laughs> crowns over crowns over crowns. just yeah. crushing.
3: Well, it's funny is I stay up, right. I don't roll. I don't go down. on, I don't crawl. Like I kind of stay up on all fours a bit. And then I pop up in between like the bigger gaps in the wire and then dip, right. Dip down to get under two of them. You know, back up, dip down, and that seems to be a really quick and efficient way to get through there. Um, yeah, I, I mean, definitely. Uh, man, Mark, Mark, and I were going back and forth. Mark Audette and I were going back and forth during the sprint, and uh, you know, he had passed me actually on the Atlas carry after he and I had already gone back mm-hmm. and forth a couple times, and then I passed him on the on the barbed wire, right? And uh, so that was that was pretty fun.
0: What did you think you did really well here at um, outside of the barbed wire? That's a given. Yeah chalk that up as an That's a plus it. every time. That's all I did. What do you think? Uh, where was your best part? Where did you race your best um, this weekend or just on the super side of things?
3: Yeah. On the super side of things, I was really glad uh, how much pressure I put on the beginning of the mm-hmm. race. Right. I, I don't feel that going out that fast cost me a ton on the back half. I feel like it was the right place. I could run with those guys. I think historically in West Virginia, I've been too conservative right in the beast distance and I haven't stayed up there with that front group. I think this year I'm going to plan to push a little bit harder, stay in contact and uh, and hang on for my dear life through the rest of the race. But I'm I'm glad I'm glad I did go out hard and was pretty efficient right through, through most of the obstacles. Um, yeah, that, that, that matters to me. And I climbed, I climbed well, you know,
0: when you, when that whole group was together, like you belonged in it, you know, yeah. like you, like there was no reason for you to not be there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you got there and pressed it too. How'd you feel when you finished?
3: You know, I felt I, I didn't collapse, right? And, and I think this is a matter of, again, being in that no man's land, right? Mm-hmm. The finish where, you know, I've been stuck before. um, You know, I pushed pretty hard, but if I had somebody right next to me, you know, the tank would have been completely emptied. Um, but I got, it, this was a cool finish because we had about a quarter mile of just straight running right from the spear throw to the helix yeah. and from there to the finish. You had almost a quarter mile where you were just running flat out, which made for some really cool finishes with, with other, with other people. Uh, of course I didn't have one of those cool finishes <laughs> myself, um, but yeah, I felt like, I felt like I put in a really strong effort and, um, uh, yeah, I, I felt good about it. Felt really good.
0: I love that for a finish. I think that they should do that more often. It makes it exciting. Like when you yeah. come off of, uh, I don't know, a frame cargo A-frame. or something. It's just not. It's anticlimactic. It's like hard to see if people are moving. You don't know if anyone's doing it well. But if they put like, all right, let's see what. Let's let everyone empty the tank here. I think that'd be really a fun way to kind of or start or finish it how it starts. Just like let it be running at some point, you know. Oh maybe,
3: yeah, yeah. Maybe,
0: maybe yeah. I just want it to be able just like as a faster runner, I would like. Yeah, it, maybe like,
3: to a runner with a good kick. Yeah. yeah,
0: but I like that like it can make compelling finishes as
3: well, and like so right, really people right. To push and it was a good spectator venue. I mean, mm-hmm. you could see you could see a lot of what was going on there. Um, and they even had like grandstands that you were finishing in front of because this was uh, an equestrian park where they do all sorts of horse competitions and everything. So they had big stadium kind of feel. Um, but yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. Not that there were a lot of spectators there, but it'd be cool <laughs> in uh, another venue.
0: It could potentially be cool when the sport in twenty years was a sport <laughs> huge, selling out coliseums.
3: That's right. Exactly. That'd be <laughs> epic. Um, so what do you think you're going to do? You you got West Virginia next? Yeah. West Virginia, West Virginia is next. I'm going to put in a really good block of training. Uh, lots of Hills, lots of tire flips, um, you know, just getting ready for, um, getting ready for what we have, we have there. Usually it's a pretty decent venue for me. Um, and I feel like a beast distance will be, will be great. So yeah, I'm looking forward to throwing down to West Virginia and, uh, I want to be, you know, certainly top five, uh, ideally top three at that race. I mean, I'd put my money on you. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> that,
0: that kind of course. I mean, like coming off of Utah, right? Like that course by itself, like going for you going out there at altitude and like you had a lot going on that week. That's just like not indicative of the type right. of beast performer that you are and what you have. I
3: appreciate it. Yeah. This
0: year. So, like, but West Virginia.
3: Yeah, hmm. it's right down the street. It's only five mm-hmm. hours away.
0: <laughs> that's like the closest. I feel like that's the closest anybody lives to that venue. That couldn't be. Yeah, it
3: probably <laughs> is. Actually, yeah. right. I
0: yeah. feel like everybody's like at least eight hour an eight hour drive there somehow.
3: Yeah, um, yeah, that's gonna be a fun one. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing everybody out there, and uh, obviously the Torque Crew is gonna be there, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good race for a lot of us. So you won the sprint too. I did win the sprint. Yep. So it was, uh, yeah, Mark Audette was out there with me, uh, Robert Killian. Uh, Killian took second, Mark Audette took third, um, Michael Suazo, who's uh, mm-hmm. you know coming up. Uh, he, he did really well. The Clinkers were there, uh, Robbie Gingrich. So it was a really good race. Again, man, Killian just – well i mean we all kind of went out too hard right robbie went super hard and you know that was kind of funny and goofy but uh but then,
0: you, yeah. you, I, I, I thought i saw you're like talking to him
3: hey, hey yeah up? Hey, yo, catch up, yo, wait, <laughs> Bobby, wait up. I, I kept yelling that at the start just to like because i like to stay loose and calm and like sometimes it helps me just you know get keep my mind right um, so I was just kind of joking around and then I yelled it to Robert later when he passed me and just flew down the hill. Uh, so Mark Audette and I were just trying to hang with Robert, right. Flying down this hill, uh, down to the, um, uh, inverted wall and then to the multi-rig, which was just rings that they switched it all the rings. And, uh, so we went through there kind of all within touch again, her lost a few seconds started an aggressive climb up to the sandbag carry. Uh, When I got to the sandbag carry, that's when I started to get back in contact with those guys. So got through the sandbag carry very quickly. Um, And then we ran around, I passed Killian back, you know, running back up the Hill. And then we had to come back down through the woods to get to the bucket carry, Mm -hmm. in which case Killian was back on my tail. And then I kind of, Create another gap. We're still trying to get up closer to Mark because Mark had put a little bit of a gap on us there. Um, And then once we dropped our buckets, it was me and Mark kind of running together uh, all the way back up the hill through the um, rope climb. Uh, Then he and I ran back through like a technical area. He forgot that there was a very steep hill uh, after, um, you know, somewhere around mile, you know, about mile two, just after mile two, two and a half or so. And we had to climb really, you know, really aggressively. So I put a nice gap on him going up that hill to the atlas carry. And he passes me on the atlas carry. And battle. I pass him on the barbed wire. I put a little gap on like the zip the the slip wall and everything. Then, Mark slips on the z wall, and that's what gave me a nice nice cushion to play with. I just had to hit my spear, and i was and I was home free so thank you mark <laughs> I, <really laughs> that. I know he was i know he was bummed about that because he uh he was running so well, you know and, and he is he's like he's an amazing runner, and you know if he puts everything together right, he's on top of you know most of these podiums he's just He's yeah. moving. He's moving really well right now. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does in the back half of this year, especially West Virginia. If he goes to big bear, I think he's planning to go to big bear. Uh, I'd look out for him. He's gonna, he's, he's, he's out for blood.
0: That'd have been an epic sprint finish. Oh gosh. That'd have been sweet. If you would have hung around and hit the spear.
3: <laughs> I talked to great. him about it afterwards. I'm like, man, I'm so glad this didn't come down to a sprint finish. Cause I don't know if I have the kick that he does. Uh, yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's a really good runner. Um, and then Killian, you know, passed him when he was doing burpees right after the Z wall. So Killian ends up, you know, taking second.
0: Right. You know,
3: and then, and then Mark was, was, uh, pretty close behind. So we were all spread out by about a minute. I came in at 29 or twenty eight fifty nine. Robert was at 30, almost 30 flat. And then Mark Audet was almost at 31 flat. So spaced out.
0: What do you think you could run a 400 in?
3: Ooh, I don't know. I was just watching the Olympics yesterday. Let's see those guys are going like 44 seconds. So yeah. I'm guessing I could go probably 45, 46 seconds. No, no, idea. No, idea. No, idea. no idea. I'd be happy with sub 60 at this point. Bro. I know.
0: I know. It's like <laughs> not, it's, not a, no, it's not a given.
3: It's not a given, but, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I could, I could find out for you. I'm doing a track workout right after this call.
0: Just get the, get the blocks out and just hammer a four hundred. Let's go. Hammer the first yeah. hundred of a four hundred.
3: Let me let me uh, brush off my spikes.
0: Yeah. Well, cool, man. Well, great job this weekend. Uh, I was happy to see Sticky Nose in it, and just like it's kind of how how it falls. Oh, I did want to ask after the after the Hurcoist, right? Like that you had mm-hmm. that that you knew you lost some time, right? Is what? there when in your head when something like that happens, are you like, I should get this back now, and just like spend it or are you are like or do you continue with the pacing that you're at in that same effort so that you can maintain it throughout the entire race like what's your mindset around something like that
3: it depends what's coming up next so in this case i knew i had two very heavy carries up next so if i spent it mm. all on that climb away from the hercoist hitting those carries was going to cost me more than if i had gone my typical pace hit the carries and then try to make up for it on, you know, after the bucket carry. And that's what I tried to do. Unfortunately, I probably should have just tried to hurry up and get back in contention immediately suffered through the carries and then try to maintain, maintain position uh, through the back half. So in retrospect, I should catch up sooner because I think mentally having somebody that close to you, like somebody right in front of you, uh, you know, is, is a lot more, motivating and inspiring you know you, yeah. you can get there uh otherwise you, you can fall off
0: yeah because it's like yeah in that much time like you might lo- lose the urgency after two carries which are probably what like seven minutes of time since yeah. you like lost right. the, lost the group right so it's like the urgency might not be there and the fatigue is built up a little bit more and you're like well let me just make if, sure I don't miss my spear. <laughs> if
3: you get that spike, if you get that spike in adrenaline, like during the race, because you know something happened or like you almost slipped or you almost did something like you can use that and you mm. should use that, right? Because it's not going to be there later, right? It's there now for you to use. Right. So I, I think you use it and then, um, you know, and again, just try to, you know, try to hang on for the rest. I I don't think it's going to cost you as much as you think later. And again, this is similar to the mentality at the start where I had to stay within contention. I had to hang with those guys because I knew if I fell back, it's, it's hard to make up ground knowing the caliber of the athletes.
0: (sighs) Right. So I guess that's something for races forward. It's like, Hey, if something happens like that, just spend it and see what happens.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It may not be ideal, but, um, you know, it's, it's kind of what we have to do in the sport. Right totally. Now.
0: So cool, man. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. We'll make sure to catch up with you in West Virginia. And-
2: Thank you, Rich.
3: Yeah. Thanks everybody. Talk to nice. you. Uh, talk to you soon, man. Later. All right. See ya.
0: The league itself. So we're live. We're just starting. The league itself is, yeah. um, sort of a dynasty. We have to, we keep two, two keepers each, each oh, year. Okay. But,
2: okay. So if
0: you keep it, um, if you keep one player twice, the second time you keep them there, they're your first round pick. So like, I don't know oh, if you okay. pick Pat, if you pick Pat Mahomes when he was like his second year, like the 10th yeah. round or whatever, you can't just keep oh. him there in perpetuity. Um Speaking gotcha. of keepers, you think Bracken's going to keep you for his next, his next pick?
2: I mean, I won't, I'm not going to be at any more U S national series races, so he shouldn't.
0: it would be a bad move for the breaking news breaking news yeah (laughs) so this is you're not going to do any us anymore you're not gonna do west virginia no
2: no i i can't train my body can't train for a beast Mm. like new 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 way of life it just can't train for a beast right now
0: and that's fair so let's kind of start with where you're at like you kind of jumped into this sort of at the last second would you say
2: yeah i mean i i had an i had a goal of getting back to this race but i didn't really confirm it till like i didn't pay it for my race entry for like a couple to like three days beforehand so i didn't really commit fully to like going until like, like a week before basically
0: do we not get free race entries anymore
2: we do like, but oh. we,
0: the insurance, it's like the, the fees. insurance, like you still got
2: to oh. pay. So yeah, the insurance and the parking and the bags and the, and the mustard that you have to
0: buy. Yeah. I see. I see. Yeah, yeah. Cause you, you, you brought it up to me not long ago. You're like, dude, I'm doing it. Maybe it was after they announced it in a couple weeks after that. Cause the announcement wasn't yeah. that long ago for this race. And you're like, you know what? I think I'm going to jump in and I'm feeling healthy. It's like, all right, let's do it. Let's make it happen. So yeah. how are you feeling? Why not? Yeah, why not? And like with, and the way that you've kind of uh, approached, just like training and racing, and, and from what I understand, when, when kind of coming back, um, from like the time off that you took from UC, that your your mindset has been. Much more about like appreciating the ability to, to, to train and to race, and maybe not necessarily wanting to put so much emphasis on the outcomes that you're that you're taking on in these races. So, when you went into the race, how were you feeling about about that? Like, did you have any expectation on yourself leading into this thing?
2: I didn't have any. I didn't have any expectation. Um, nice. I was expecting to. I was yeah, awesome. I was expecting to lose to people that um, I've never lost to before. And I was going to be okay with that. And, uh, yeah, I knew going to the race, I'm just going to run out of fitness. I think I said I could be really fit for 20 minutes. And then the next part of the race, the last three-fourths of a race, I'm it's going to be a struggle. And that's exactly how it turned out. So <laughs> I had to go with much expectation. Even Kurt told me before the race, he's like, it's just doing it. Like, you're good. Like, you, you're 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 going to be fine. Like, nobody really – Nobody really expects you to be out here. I was like, yeah, I don't So just finishing it, and finishing it the way I did, I'm I couldn't be happier.
0: And ultimately, no one really expects anything out of any of us anyway. You know, it's all what we kind of put on ourselves yeah. leading into the races and Yeah. For, in terms of pressure. Yeah. So, how do you So you finished 13th, right?
2: Uh-huh. Yep.
0: How do you feel how are you feeling about that?
2: One thing. I feel pretty good. Um like I said to some people in the past, I would never be happy. I think I am better than 13th at a U.S. National Series, especially at a course like this. Like, I, I know I am. I know I am, but, like, I I couldn't be upset about it. I mean, I really couldn't, considering the very minimal training I've done, the very short duration I've done, and able to just stick my nose in it and not have any problems with my gut during a race. I, I can't be upset with the 13th place. I guess um, that field, even even the people like the that people might not have heard of, like a guy like Adam Bay or, or a clink or, or Jason West, like these guys are, you know, they've been doing it for a while. They're in good shape and they want to prove they're in good shape. So to be able to come out on top like Brent Trail or people like this, like you have to still work hard to do that.
0: Oh, yeah. 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 U.S. National Series race. I mean, any 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 more on the on the men's side of things all the way through 20th. You know, you really have to bring it. Like you're you're not just gonna yeah accidentally land there, um, without training and things like that. So um, yeah, you're right. This course probably is pretty good for you, huh? Like it's not incredibly hilly. Like some good turnover stuff to help like with the, that that flat finish. That was that was like that would have been up your alley, you know, in terms of yeah. like a kick finish. If, if
2: somebody if somebody would have ran by like caught up to me there, I had just nothing. They would have just smoked me. <laughs> Um and that would have been really upsetting because that is my kind of thing, but I had nothing left to give that race.
0: What did you like about the course?
2: I liked um I liked the long downhill for the first mile. That was Hmm. fun. And I liked it was just it was a very runnable technical course. So you have some courses like that are extremely technical that it's scary to run on sometimes. I didn't feel that at all here. Um, you know, rolling hills nice the grass wasn't like ridiculous um it's just a good clean course that like it's for national series you know it's made for speed but it's you got to be really fit for it so i think it's just had a lot of good combinations of steep cl- the climbs were not long but they were steep a couple of them and then mm-hmm. you got to have the you know your legs not get so lactic that because they go straight to the downhill that's steep or it goes straight to a, a long straight away that you got to be able to run um, and those in the past have been kind of like my moneymaker courses, mm-hmm. um, like a Seattle almost. Um, and, um, yeah, I really liked it.
0: Yeah. I could see how it could be kind of like a Seattle-ish. Like if, if like Seattle's weird because. If, the, the, if Seattle was
2: more spread out with their rolling, cause it's mo- yes. mostly just at the beginning of the end. Yeah.
0: Seattle's like two different courses. It's yeah. like the woods part and then like the the flat part, you know, they Open don't really field. kind of, yeah. yeah, they don't really kind of intertwine. Um, but this seemed to have done that. Right. It kind of just goes from flat. Mm. Uh, there was like some concrete, right? Um, was there? The end, yeah. 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 There's some concrete. I'm, I guess there's concrete in Tahoe. I was like, I don't know if I've ever run on concrete at a Spartan race, but I suppose there is. Um, what do you, what, what would you have done? What would you have liked to have seen out of the course?
2: Uh, I don't, you asked me, you asked me that question before and it's hard to, it's hard to think what I would have liked to see more. Um, I honestly, I feel like we didn't get to explore too much out there. I feel like they just kept running around in circles. That's not what the map showed, but that's what I felt like. Um, So maybe that, but honestly, I think this is one of the better courses I've ran on, you know, it's, there's, I wouldn't really change anything about it.
0: You're just, you're just an optimistic person. Doesn't matter what the I course was. There for was. The you're like, time. yeah, you know, I was, I was, I was happy to be out there. Every course that you run from now on, yeah, the best course you'll ever see. So that's good. I'm glad that yeah. that that. that felt My favorite
2: that way part good. is the, yeah, favorite part was the first mile. It was all downhill, non technical running, and we, and you know, I didn't even lead it, and I still zoomed like a five twenty with. Four obstacles jumping over walls in there. So uh, I heard it was like that. that that's thing. probably Mark's, one of my favorite starts.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think Mark said they clipped like a 510 and like, you know, 510 is fast on the road, you know, and like on a Spartan race, typically, you know, you hear yeah. people saying these times and usually they're not like if on a broadcast or something like, oh, they're running like 530s at this point. It's like, probably not. But like to have someone clip a 510 yeah. in the beginning is like, that's pretty freaking fast for a full mile of running yeah did did you just stick your nose in it or just kind yeah, of get dragged that's, that's along the way? Fastest.
2: i got dragged along i was probably i didn't move many positions i was probably like in the 12th to 15 range that first mile still uh and i just kind of stuck behind some people i was like i'm not gonna do the classic lead this race because there's I, I'm not going to have the fitness to do it, um, but I just got dragged along and stayed with some people that I thought I could stick with, and we run my fastest mile that I have since February.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty solid. Congrats on that.
2: Yeah, yeah, PR. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, UCPR. It's a whole big old acronym. Then the. Um, yeah. Did you in? Did you feel like you uh, could engage much in terms of of a, 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 a race, or were you? Uh, really just trying to uh, hang on for dear life and just kind of do your own thing.
2: It was after, after the two mile marker, it was just hang on. Uh, um, so I did, I turned my ankle pretty good going down this technical downhill right after two miles. So that didn't help my case, but like Robert Killian passed me, Ian Hozik passed me. And then I didn't move positions after that till, till the very end. And it was all like may, maybe I can go get the, my friend Adam Baylor who was right ahead of me. I was like maybe I can go chasing down, um, and then some people were catching up to me, and I was able to like put a move on the carries to like give me some good breathing room. Um, but it was it was all just in my head just say come on just one keep going keep going. But like consistently I was just getting slower, mm. <laughs> which you don't want to do in a race, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was, like I said, it was, I ran out of fitness.
0: Did, were you able to stay present with the, the race itself or were you in that headspace sometimes like, oh man, I just like, I just can't put in the volume right now needed to do a race like this. Or were you able to be like, Hey, let's just stick it out and go.
2: Definitely both. Like, you know, when the, the, when the pack the first pack or the second pack, like, just leave you. You're like, I I don't have the fitness for this. You know, it's no shocking. But it's like, I got to – let's stick my nose in it and go as hard as you can so you have a good baseline um, that you can compare yourself to the rest of the field. You know, that was kind of my mentality at the end of it. It's like, yeah, okay, I know exactly what kind of fitness I'm in now. I knew it wasn't great, but, like, I know I can still – stick my nose in i still know i have a pretty good engine to compete um now it's just getting in shape again
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah i guess i could see how that could be a thought like and not necessarily something negative but like you can feel when the fitness is just kind of running dry right And you know, like, okay now i just need to deal with what i have uh-huh. in front of me and just try to push, push the way to the end um, yeah what was something you felt like you did well with during it's the race? It's a
2: sucky feeling when you just... Yeah. Go ahead. Doing well, I, I, I still think I had... Yeah, I still think I had some of the best carries. Like Even though I was... like Those were at the end of the race. And like I haven't been practicing carries. And I was drained. I still... like The Shrava segments of that day, I still had top eight in both the sandbag and bucket. Um, nice. So still did well. And then when when i was out of gas and people started to catch up to me like i was still able to have that okay i'm afraid to get past mentality and just like put a little surge in just a little bit of surges and all my obstacles, i still did well like without doing it for a while i didn't struggle out of them you know i was still slow coming like once i would get back to running but you know I, some people we did like the beater or the twister at the same time and i finished it before them always so i still and pretty quick
0: on all the obstacles it seemed like nice and has to be reassuring to to know that that Mm -hmm. skill is something that is still kind of hanging around
2: yeah and the uphill climbs like did fine with you know this this is i will say this is probably the best climbing shape i've ever been in um Hmm. it's just easier on my body just to go to just to climb um you know as you don't it's not as much pounding so i've been doing that a lot um, and it, it paid off just, you know, being, having a very good, solid pace on all the steep climbs.
0: So is that kind of what you're doing? You're just setting a treadmill and doing climbing on a treadmill in your training?
2: Um, no, I, there's, there's some longer hills in Nashville that I just do repeats up and down, but I just take the downhills pretty soft and go hard on the uphills. So, but I haven't been, I haven't been doing on the treadmill at all.
0: I saw that video you posted on the, one of the downhill, carries that you were doing it looked fast
2: yeah yeah yeah, yeah
0: was I it mean, like two, two times time speed? That at least did you have to is that <laughs> like
2: no but it was only it was only like three reps and um so i was like ah it's only three reps let's just go as fast as possible
0: one thing about like as douchey as i feel sometimes i'm bringing out the camera for uh in, like the gym or something it does add yeah. an extra bit of accountability to the the quality of that rep that I'm about to do. I'm like, all right, like this is something that I could potentially share. Yeah, this thing better rock. <laughs> so you you crush those downhill yeah, you
2: intervals. Don't want, you don't want you just to yeah you don't want to show people like okay you are out of shape but you can fake it a little bit.
0: <laughs> via social media. So that was that was my idea. Um. Yeah. what do you think do you do you look back at this race at all with anything that you think you would have done different in terms of how you may have approached things or or what do you think in like in reflection of the race
2: yeah like it's hard for me to go back and say like i should have done this and this because i don't think i w- I don't think i would have caught anybody else you know um you got to be fit to like to catch some people and I, i'm just not i'm I'm just. I'm still just really proud of my effort. Just from where I was three months ago to where I am now, to where I'm looking forward to future races in the um, later on the year. You know, these the National Series race. Like these are some of the fittest people in the country, and just to, you know, if the people in front of me, I think they still finish like 90 seconds ahead of me. If I was, I was still in like if two people in front of me. Mr. Spear I'm right there knocking on a top 10 door still so that's yeah that's pretty cool you know it's still it's it's I mean it's it's just such a it was just such a privilege to be back out there and um and just do what right well. my dad came out he rode his motorcycle from Illinois down to North Carolina was sweet um, he was it was just good to see yeah it's just good to see him back out there to like um see him he, he was very proud of me and uh Yeah. Like it was, it was like, we've talked before. It was like all money in the bank. It was, it was fun to be out there. And I can't be, I can't be any prouder of myself. I really can't just with the minimal training I've doing low volume. Just, I
0: still crushed it. I thought. And I mean, that's all we could really ask for. Right. And like, that's being process oriented. It's like not even worrying about the outcomes. like, this is a race you wanted to jump into because it's something that you could do and you're like hey if i can race and i feel like I, I can jump i can do it like i'm going to try it and see how it goes and just build on that um, not having this like weighted uh outcome driven uh results be pressure part of yeah it. yeah and mm-hmm. and really dude like 13th in that field like looking at the guys ahead of you it's like like i don't think there was anybody there that would be like oh my god i can't believe this guy beat riker on this day right
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I I felt pretty. Like I said, there was a lot of. I don't know if this sounds cocky now, but like I feel like I was the last name, like a pretty recognizable name in the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, so like all those guys did beat me, man. i beat all those guys besides like Atkins and VJ before the, the race. You know, i beat them all, and they beat me. They beat me this weekend, but there's people that finish 14th to 25th that – on the right day, if they're in shape and somebody else messes up, they are landing themselves in the top 10. So there's still, past me, there's a lot of good people that I was still able to beat.
0: Yeah. And like that, I think you're right. I think, like, like the way it was kind of tiered, right? Like, you know, maybe there's a tier at the very top, you know, where it's like a, a VJ Atkins, you know, Bill Kempson in there or whatever, um, Woods. And then like a, the, a second tier, which is where, I don't know, say from sixth to 13th, I think would be like that second tier of athlete who is in that, in that race in particular. And like, you were yeah. still in that tier. It wasn't like you were a full tier below after everything mm-hmm. you've gone through and the training that you're doing with this low volume. So you're still like in that same tier. And if it was a different day, like you could have been easily four or five slots up. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. 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 Who knows? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're not worried about outcomes, but Can only be the outcome wasn't too bad. Yep. Yeah. Outcome wasn't too bad.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a good momentum builder, definitely.
0: So, what is it like now for you in terms of preparation? In like wanting to improve, right? Like things are limited for you in terms of how much you can do, and like depending on what day it is, how you're feeling each day, like and, and there's just different factors that didn't used to be there, right? Like there's not necessarily a straight line to be like, yeah, I need to get better at flat speed fitness so I can do this this and this for this long, and I should be able be able to be there. What does it feel like, or what does it look like for you now, in terms of like how you think you can Im- ultimately Im- improve?
2: Uh, I mean, the confidence is high. The confidence is high because, like, I'm the body's only going to get healthier. There's going to be days that you know it's it's not going to be feeling amazing, but it's only going to get healthier with the right medication, with a good diet, with every day I get a little more knowledgeable of my health issues. Um, So it just gives me a lot of confidence that my training, I think I'll get back eventually. It might not be this year, but eventually I'm going to get back to being a very consistent, high volume person that I know I can be. And I was for a little bit. Um, But right now it's, you know, I'm going to start, the rest of the year is going to be focused on races like, 30 to 35 minutes or less. And hmm. I think I still with, you know, my quality days are still really quality. For some reason, the body, like, once it knows, like, hey, we're going to go fast, like, we're good. Hmm. But as soon as you get done running fast, it's like, I got to go to the bathroom. Uh, so that's really <laughs> weird. So, like, my quality days are, are still really quality. And um, that's only, I think I can really help that out. Like, I'm going to do every stadium race for the, next, um, for the end of the year, and I'm going to do all the DECAs. I think there's only two or three for the rest of the year. Oh yeah, um, and I'm just gonna, ta- I'm yeah, and I'm just gonna attack that. I'll do a couple supers, but um, sprints, decas, and stadiums, and I'm gonna be really happy with that. And I think I can get really good at that, um, really fast again.
0: That's kind of in your lane anyway. Even before this, right? Like, yeah, you, like I think you were planning yeah. on doing stadium series last if there was going to be a 2020 series anyway, weren't you?
2: Yeah, it's definitely my wheelhouse, but there's always part of me, like I want to show that I can compete against people at a national series race. Yeah. And you know, I still want to do a full season. I haven't been able to. Um, so that's still going to happen eventually, but this is my wheelhouse. So those stadium sprint deck of fit. Those that's going to be my wheelhouse. It's, it's where I can be Excel at the
0: most. That's interesting. So the, the, the intensity piece you can still yeah. hold on to pretty well in, in training, Yeah, but it's just like, the volume of things, is it, is that simply a matter of the amount of time, like in, from what you can can know, I know everything is just kind of like a learning curve right now, but is it like the amount of time that you're out doing something or is it the amount of actual steps and like pounding that's happening that like will kind of be the ultimate limiter to how much you can do? Like, why do you think you can go fast, but not go long?
2: Okay, you you cut out a lot there. Um, man, I was I was. I, I'm just, I just was, gonna explain. Yeah, that was a good question too. So was it a great question? Okay, uh, I think I got what you're saying there. Um, man, it's weird. I don't know what it is, because when I go out for my easy efforts, it's like I don't know. I, I was like, I gotta stick, I gotta stick by the house. Like that's what I have to do because you don't know when it's ever gonna hit. But then when I do my full war- I do a warm up. And then I go out, let's just say like 10 by two minutes, you know, that's still the same duration as I would be going out for an easy run, but I just don't have to use the bathroom. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just like, I get a little more adrenaline in me and that's the reason why I I hmm. don't know what it is. I'm not complaining too much because I, I, I don't have to stop on quality days, but those long, that's why I say it's hard for me to do, uh, it's going to be hard for me to train for beats because those long days of just being on your feet, running in the trails and elevation, like my body just doesn't want to do it. Um, it can do it, but it's, it's like, what's, it's embarrassing and you got to, it's just weird, you know? Um,
0: huh. What yeah. has anything to I mean, do with I like, don't... go on, keep going.
2: I was just saying, I, I, I was just saying, I don't know what it is. I don't know. Like I said, I don't, I, I, sh- I have a doctor's appointment tomorrow. Maybe I'll talk to him about it, but, but he doesn't know anything about running, but I don't know what it is. I don't know.
0: He's going to be like, wait, you run still. And you're like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I still run. Um, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if i something to do is just like where the blood is being delivered. When you go slower, like blood is still, can still kind of be in like your gut. But like when you are going so fast, everything's like shuttled away to go to like your extremities. But who knows? Maybe you just sprint everywhere. You just go like Forrest Gump style, <laughs> yeah, and just, just like you know, hammer. It's gonna be s-
2: six quality days and one easy day a week.
0: Then just like write a book and be like, call it the Riker method. Yeah. Like how I, how I <laughs> went from uh, UC to Decafit champion. Maybe yeah. you have to write in you have to write in a couple years when you can be a Deca Fit champion. A couple of years, yeah. I yeah, think
2: yeah. who is who's the guy who trains pretty much. At threshold every day. Jake, who's the Norway nineteen year old, twenty year old, 15 Jacob, Jacob, I can't pronounce it. Ur- yeah, Inger,
0: Ur- something Augustine,
2: right? In- 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 Ingerberson, Ingerberson. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think <laughs> does he hammer training, every day? Every day, he runs at threshold every day. Like, just, just put, guns it. I
0: remember when um. A uh, guy who was more like my age, Chris Salinski, They that was his that was his thing. He would like uh-huh. all of his easy runs would be like five thirty pace, and it's like with the ideas like, oh yeah, I'll just make my easy my hard pace feel easy. And then like he had some horrific injury, overuse injury. I've never even heard of like something like in his hamstring with like the bone and the muscle detach, like something. I was like, oh my god. Um, he, so he had success yeah. for a little bit, but I guess if you're gonna burn that it down and the, go after it, he had the American he record, the American yeah.
2: record in the ten k, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that was amazing when he beat uh Galen Rupp. I remember where I was that day. I was about to run Broad Street. It was was the night before that. I woke up and I was like, Oh my god, Chris Linsky did this! Holy crap. Um, but yeah, so I guess hey, you gotta like
2: that's gonna be me. I can't wait for my you gotta live as a legend. away from my yeah,
0: (laughs) you (laughs) you gotta go
2: away from my body.
0: (laughs) Yeah, just do it. Who cares? Um, cool man. So, what is next? What's what you're, you're not doing, West Virginia um which i think i think i was
2: yeah i was scheduled to go because i bought a fly i was gonna do the new hampshire spartan but after that's a super sprint weekend but then after this past which is in august 14th that weekend that that was the spartan race new hampshire and that was a
0: boston race that got moved yeah
2: uh Mm uh-huh so i was gonna do that but then after yeah so i was gonna do that but after racing this saturday it's like oh do so I want to go all the way up there to like feel the same exact way as I do now?
0: Why did you um, decide to do so, that? Like,
2: two weeks away. Because I want to go to New Hampshire. It seems just, it seems cool. It's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've never been to New England area, kind of. So huh. um, that's, that's, Is... that's the only reason why I was like, I kind of want to race. So that seems like a destination place.
0: You want to see uh, where Jack Bauer grew up? But, the but pla- I don't want
2: to. See Exactly. What, exactly what what what
0: how but jack I, became the way that he is you wanted to see all that
2: yeah i did want to see that but after like this i was like i don't really want to go all the way up there and just get kind of buried again because it'd be like a more hilly course and everything but i'm gonna be um next race is the nationals um washington dc national stadium race mm-hmm. and then i'll be doing Decafit against oh, yeah. you yeah, in yeah. new jersey and uh And then uh, all the stadium
0: races for the rest of the year. Nice. Yeah. So that's September 11th and then the 18th. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We're going to be hanging out. We're going to have a real nice time that weekend. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Hammer it.
0: (laughs) We're just going to go. Let's just, let's just do, let's just literally sprint. Let's see if we, like, who can sprint the longest after every station. Uh,
2: Did you see in the men's 10K, the Australian racer runner? He just like died, basically, like on the track.
0: <laughs> No, I like, didn't catch it.
2: Oh my god, he was—he he ran a Villanova. He was a national champion. He's the first person to beat, um, Elliot Gip- not Elliot, um, Ed- Edward Cheserek in cross country. Um, Pat. What's his name? Uh, I don't, Pat Tilt Tillerman or something like that.
0: We're doing a tough. Um, we're doing Tier- a, a bad job with foreigners' yeah, names on this on this year podcast. Yeah.
2: Anyways. He had his nose in it, final lap, and he's like in fifth or seventh place. Like he's in it, and then everybody finishes. So I was like, "What happened to him?" And you just see the cam- him in the background on the camera every like ten meters. He's like getting up and just falling down, getting up and just oh, falling man. down. And I went, "Oh my god!" <laughs>
0: he
2: ran. He ran so lactic that his body just shut
0: stopped. it down. Shut this oh, thing got, down.
2: Yeah. He got so overheated in that. Like, he just he finished a race, but like they, they said um, in an interview, like 180 meters ago, he was still there, but he fell then and he just kept falling and he finished like uh, last place.
0: 200 meters out, that's like an eternity to like, cause you, I've uh, seen people be like that who are like wobbly, who like really can't control uh, that, like their steps, like they're they kind of crawling and hopefully they're like, if they're like 10 meters from the finish line, it takes them like a minute. <laughs> so yeah. for him to go yeah, like 180 so meters, long. yeah, oh my God. <laughs> I guess it's the Olympics. You got to You got to kind of finish that happened. I was yeah. coaching cross country and this uh, way back at a high school. And this happened to this high school kid. And he was probably about hundred meters from the finish. I had to pull him off the course. Cause that was happening to him. And I was like, this little, this guy's going to freaking die. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's not, not, not a athlete? great scene yeah yeah he was like well like if you would have finished okay. the team probably would have won the district but like he he like it was a whole thing it was it was a, it was an upsetting time
2: oh my gosh
0: but we're, we're over it we wait but
2: like what a way to go out though
0: i saw a ting Mu won uh 800 did you catch any clips i'm doing a terrible yeah. job of watching yeah, yeah. It. how are you watching i this? am
2: too because it's i'm not i'm doing i'm not even playing catch up at every morning after my runs basically
0: i'm just watching so I'm, I'm just looking at, at results night, you know
2: i got i got plans
0: i'm doing shit yeah. too hey we're out here doing shit.
2: yeah yeah and then like in the mornings when they do it it's on peacock like i don't have a cock you know
0: <laughs> isn't it, is it isn't it free <laughs> i don't think it you wait, did you have that if you had that queued up are you telling everybody that joke yeah 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 people like people like it keep it coming yeah it's always always gets a chuckle solid can you believe there's a bird named a peacock it's crazy um yeah but i did see that i haven't seen i saw the 5k i'm not sure if that was a great showing by the women i don't
2: know american distance female american distance runners i just saw somebody tweet like just gold medals, or maybe medaling is only like three of them or four of them and like ever? 800 meters and above. Yeah,
0: yeah. That, well, with the thing, it was like that was the first since like the 60s or something.
2: 68. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. So good for her. She's unbelievable to watch. She's 19, crazy. 155. Tell she ran did again. You ever,
2: did you ever run a 155?
0: I have run a 155. I could be an yeah, Olympic I champion. <laughs> i have it i could, I could be a olympic chance. i could win the mile i could 5k probably not but the 800 and, and yeah. 400 definitely not they run under 400 50, right? you can't no yeah you
2: can't 400 no
0: but i would have been able to as an 800 meter runner not these days and, though and she would 15, probably outkick me though. yeah oh um, absolutely all right dude i'll let you roll appreciate cool. you being yeah. on here Congrats on getting that race done. I'm, I'm I'm pumped for you. I'm proud that you were able to get out there and do the thing. Yeah, man. And I'm glad to be I'm, back. Yeah, back in action. Looking forward to seeing what you do in the stadium. And and then Decafit, baby. Decafit, September eighteenth. All
2: right,
1: we're leaving.